Hello, my friends, and welcome to Hughes from the Heart. This is a free podcast. If you are on my premium content already, thank you very much for being there. If you're not and you like what you hear in this podcast and others I've done, please consider joining the premium content. I could really use your assistance over there, and your support means the world to me. You can support the podcast at HughesFromTheHeart.com slash support. And yes, I have a Venmo as well. Look for me under Radio Spencer. If you'd like to join my growing list of sponsors, I I'd appreciate that as well. Sponsors like Riverdance Soapworks. They are my favorite artisan soaps anywhere. Nothing comes close to the quality and the value of Riverdance Soapworks. They make the soaps and other products right here in Mason County, Washington, not 20 minutes away from my front door. Bath salts and fizzies as well, lip balms, body butters, room and body spritzers, and gift boxes for every occasion, from holiday gifts to birthday gifts to retirement gifts to just because gifts to getting out of quarantine gifts, you name it. They'll put something nice together for you. Mention my name, Spencer Hughes, and Hughes from the Heart, and get some extra magic in every order. RiverdanceSoapWorks.com. A new survey finds that 61% of Americans are sick of connecting via technology. They're suffering from tech fatigue due to COVID-19, requiring a lot of people to work from home, to be educated from home, conduct seminars from home. We're doing Zooms and Skypes more than ever, right? People are burning out on them. The non-scientific study of 2,000 people commissioned by the Vitamin Shop notes that of those affected, nearly 70% are especially sick and tired of video calls. The poll also found that 12 weeks into the pandemic, people were already getting sick of connecting virtually. More than half now say their tech fatigue is constant. This may not come as a surprise considering respondents have spent an additional two hours and four minutes on average attached to their screens since before the pandemic began. 52% say that they'd love to get off the grid as a result of all this virtual connecting, with each respondent saying on average they'd love to be able to fully unplug for eight hours a day. And as for pandemic-related stress, 68% say all this connecting has actually increased their stress levels. So I did a little digging and I found this great piece on Healthline.com on how to stay social without experiencing too much Zoom fatigue. You can fill in the blank there, Skype fatigue, Facebook live fatigue, whatever you're using to communicate with people via webcams. It's gotten to be too much for too many people. Nita Gould is a PhD clinical psychologist and director of the mindfulness program at John Hopkins Medicine and says, for starters, many of us are in video meetings for work throughout the day, so the idea of using it for socializing may not be appealing. Not to mention the unexpected technical glitches that cause conversations to lag, especially if you live in the forest as I do where the internet isn't so great. The uncomfortable feedback of looking at yourself while speaking. Many people already have social anxiety around cameras and seeing themselves, right? And then we're being forced to do this in many ways and in many occupations. Students are having to do this for school. Teachers are having to do this, being in front of a camera constantly. It's new to many of us, if not most of us. What's more, we lose much of the interpersonal interactions we have when we see people in person. Julianne Holt-Lundstad, PhD, professor of psychology and neuroscience at Brigham Young University, says, As humans, we're adapted to read social cues. Throughout our history, humans have had to read others' emotions and nonverbal cues to help us predict our environment and better navigate the world. Those things are much harder to do over Zoom. We can't really read body language, and even some of the facial cues may be more difficult to read. So Healthline has presented us with six ways to stay connected with others during coronavirus restrictions. I like all of these. They're great ideas and things we can easily implement in our day-to-day routines. 
I love to read. I read about a book a week, if not two books a week, and I've done this for many, many years. I've read thousands of books over the course of my life, and I'm not slowing down. Thanks to the advent of e-readers and things like that and Amazon and iBooks, it's so easy to get a book. You don't have to go to the bookstore anymore. Go to the library. You can download a book within seconds onto your smart devices. So how about starting a virtual book club? Ask a friend or several friends. I like doing it on the podcast sometimes. I ask the entire audience to find a book we can read at the same time. It's a great way to feel connected with people. Gould says it can be a great tool for social connection because it gets us active and engaged. Even while reading the book leading up to the chat, it can give us a sense of purpose and like you have someone to hold you accountable for something. Get active together is another great idea. Many gyms are closed or have many restrictions surrounding the pandemic. Maybe you belong to a gym that offers virtual classes. Maybe you've never thought of taking them before. Sign up for one with your regular gym buddy. Try a workout class on YouTube with a friend. There's so many different things you can do from yoga and meditation to dance and aerobics and Pilates and so many other things. You can even alternate who chooses the class each time. Not only will it help you stay accountable to your fitness goals, you'll get an endorphin boost from the physical activity and spending time with someone you care about. I'm a big fan of Fitbit, and Fitbit and other fitness apps let you connect with friends and family and even total strangers to participate in fitness challenges and offer up encouragement to one another. These apps and technologies help us stay on track towards our goals, especially entering a new year where a lot of people will be making resolutions. Here's one that sounds like a lot of fun, especially if you like cooking. Connecting with a friend or family member, maybe across the country or across the world, and cooking the same recipe together. In many cultures, in fact, meals are a social event in and of themselves and can really help us feel connected to one another. Play a game or participate in a shared activity virtually. There are many apps that let you connect with other people with games as simple as checkers or Scrabble, card games. Look at the popularity still of words with friends. Heck, there's even some apps that let you play hangman with somebody who could be across the world from you. If you'd like to spend time with someone in a more passive way, according to Healthline, try hosting a virtual movie night with Teleparty. The Google Chrome extension synchronizes video playback and adds a group chat to streaming services like Hulu, Netflix, and HBO. Here's a good one, especially with all the social isolation many people are experiencing. Dropping off a care package. Whether you're donating items to a local organization that helps those in need or dropping off a box of goodies to a friend's house, maybe some Riverdance Soapworks products, right, or having them shipped and be surprised. Creating a care package for someone else is a great way to feel socially connected. Gould says, it feels good for us to do nice things for others during this time, knowing that many people are really struggling as well. And last but not least, how about an old-fashioned phone call? I noticed with the younger generation, my own kids included, they don't seem to talk to each other as much as we did growing up, many of us. It's all texting, it's all Snapchat and things like that. Try picking up the phone once in a while. If a video call feels awkward or anxiety-provoking, go back to the basics. Try a regular phone call. How many people actually use their smartphones as phones? We use it for the internet, we use it for social media, we use it for all these things, email, watching videos, getting hooked on, uh, on YouTube and things like that. Very few of us use our phones during the course of a day actually to make phone calls. How's that for a novel idea? Gould says when you don't have that live and real-time factor, you can open it and respond at your leisure and alleviate some pressure if you do maybe a voice note or a pre-recorded video to friends and family if you're not quite ready for that one-on-one -on -one chat on the phone. No matter your medium for connection, though, remember that it's important to maintain connections while physically distancing and staying safe from coronavirus. Those are some ways to avoid Zoom fatigue as a new survey shows that more than 60% of Americans have tech fatigue due to COVID-19 connecting. 
This has been another Hughes from the Heart. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you like it enough to support it, please do so. Tell all your friends about it. The free version will always be on HughesFromTheHeart.com. It's on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. It's on Amazon Music. It's on Deezer. It's on Squeezer. It's on Feezer. It's on Meezer. It's on Donder and Dasher and Prancer. It's everywhere. Everywhere podcasts can be found, you can find Hughes from the Heart for free. And if you like it enough, please support the premium content on Patreon. You can find it at HughesFromTheHeart.com slash support. I also have a Venmo. Ain't too proud to ask for donations. It's not cheap doing the podcast. The bandwidth alone to get out of this forest is hundreds of dollars a month, not to mention the equipment upgrades. Things fall apart. Before too long, maybe a new computer will be needed, a new soundboard, things like that. They're not cheap, and I appreciate your help. I never expect something for nothing. I always give you great content, great inspirational, motivational content that makes you feel better about the world we all live in. We need this positive energy, my friends. We need the love and the kindness and the joy out there. And if you agree, please support Hughes from the Heart. Again, I have a Venmo under Radio Spencer and other ways to connect and support at HughesFromTheHeart.com slash support. Reach out to me and become a sponsor of the podcast. While it's still affordable, friends, when this thing gets into the thousands and millions of listeners, it's going to be a whole different story. So get in on the ground floor. I'm notorious for keeping people grandfathered into certain prices, grandmothered in, if you will, too, to not be too patriarchal here, grandmothered into prices. So if you get in at a certain rate and this thing gets into the thousands or millions, I might just keep the rent the same, okay? So reach out. This is Hughes from the Heart. Much love to all of you.